Well, Crystal, welcome to the journey. Um, I, I know we've known each other for a while, but I'm Kevin Polkey, and for the people that are watching and, and listening to us, and this is the journey, and, and the journey is just that. It's about listening to individuals tell their stories about transformation and where they've been along in their life. So uh, so one of I uh, just want to welcome you here. I know we've known each other for a while. I think I want I think it goes all the way back to like 2011. Yeah. Yeah, around mm-hmm. that I was time period. About that this yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was when I first opened up the Wellness Center and um, and I think we met through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you were just starting off, at least that, or beginning the process of uh, nutritional uh, coaching and in in that whole aspect of that. And yeah. so it was uh, it was uh, very. I, I really enjoyed uh, you being there and enjoyed uh, uh, being able to refer people to you uh, regarding that piece. But before we jump into all that, um, and I know you do a lot of different things, and you're married and you have two two young boys. Um, what does Crystal do for fun? If if you're going to have fun and it's not working and it's not food prepping and all that <laughs> stuff, what 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 do you uh, what do you do for fun? Yeah, so um, fun is it means something different in different times. Okay. Um, sometimes fun is you know having a, a great conversation with, that's raw and transparent and mm-hmm. you know real, and then sometimes fun is just being out by myself walking in nature journaling or um and then sometimes fun is going to starbucks and getting a tea and going to a goodwill and seeing what treasures i can find (laughs) you know so i like to think of myself sometimes as an extroverted introvert okay 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 well i can definitely relate to that because there's a time period where i like being around people but there's definitely an element where i need solitude and i need that alone time and and time to reflect and time just to be able to um uh, either reflect on my own thoughts or, you know, maybe just let my thoughts go, you know, go mm-hmm. in itself. So, well, sure let's, that. if you could, just for our, um, for the people that are listening, tell us a little bit about um, how you got into um, being a nutritional uh, nutritional coach, uh, a food, doing food therapy. How, tell us a little bit about how that, how that all came about. Yeah, so just to kind of keep that part short, um, weight and body image was something that I've struggled with since I was a very young girl. Um, trying to figure out um, why or or what how to eat right um, so that I could sub- put my body into a place of submission where I would lose weight and be thin and feel beautiful and find confidence and all of these things that I believed. Um, thinness and beauty was supposed to give you. Um, So part of my story is that my first diet was in third grade and I started to learn about food, Um, but I didn't learn about nutrition. I learned about diet education, what foods were good and what foods were bad. And um, if you want to lose weight, you need to eat these foods. And if Mm. you don't want to lose weight, then you eat these foods and making them good making them bad. And if you ate the good food, you were a good girl. If you ate the bad food, you were a bad girl. And and started down this um, very dysfunctional relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And all the while, I thought that the answers were within the nutrition aspect, mm-hmm. the, the, the macronutrients, the workout, the formula, um, when really it wasn't ever about what I was eating. It was about why I was eating. Okay. 
food was a um, my best friend. Food was my coping. Food was my my secret um, thing that I did to fill up and to be loved. Um, growing up in a very abusive home, verbally uh, and physically, it it became part of of just my comfort. Okay. And so um, moving forward, I I had quite a journey um, within the you know the the adolescence and the teenage years of my mm-hmm. life. Um, and all the while, I felt like I just needed to learn more about food um, okay. in my struggle and in my pain with okay. my body. And so I went to school for nutrition. I started to practice as a nutritionist. And meanwhile, I was still struggling with um, good girl or bad girl, mm-hmm. being perfect with food or being really, really bad. Either mm-hmm. I was really good or really bad. And so I would restrict myself as hard as possible. And that's being good. And that was being good. Okay. Good yeah. girl. I'm restricting. I'm working out. Um, I'm doing what I know to do as a new as a nutritionist, mm-hmm. um, macronutrients, counting calories, counting steps, all mm-hmm. of these things until I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Trying to, to look at food as fuel mm-hmm. was not what was bringing me to a place where mm-hmm. I felt free mm-hmm. from my obsession and the control food had over me. Okay. Real quick, but why, yeah. why do you think, why food? I mean, there's a lot of other, there's yeah. a lot of things, right? Um, you know, maybe not in third grade necessarily, but there's a lot of things that you could have chosen. Mm-hmm. But why do you think why do you think food was the thing that became that comfort, that best friend? Um, why food over something else? Why do you think that was? Well, I think I think there's two parts, okay. two answers to that. Number one, um, growing in, up in a home where your value was put on your beauty, mm-hmm. um, your size, mm-hmm. your um, femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it almost made the the very thing that um, you liked being a bad thing be- very attractive. Okay. Um, and then number two, um, we were very poor. Okay. We, you know, we ate a lot of the second day old bread store stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, an Italian family with lots of bread and, you know, oils and, you know, savory things. Okay. And so food was very cheap. Okay. Um, food was something that I was rewarded with when mm-hmm. I did good um, mm-hmm. by a mom who saw me in mm-hmm. my pain. And um, so it, it became just something that, you know, for me, obviously knowing this as a therapist, lighting up the dopamine mm-hmm. receptors mm-hmm. of the brain and almost getting that sedative or that distraction mm-hmm. away from um the the environment you're in where you feel so powerless mm-hmm. and so um, victimized that if you if I I found that if I ate a certain way or certain things I would in the moment feel loved mm-hmm. I would feel worth it mm-hmm. but then it would it would follow up with feeling shame right. and feeling guilt and oh my gosh what have I done mm-hmm. where where amazingly I wasn't thinking about my home environment anymore. I wasn't thinking about the things people said to me. Now I was thinking about how angry I was at myself and how um, lack of discipline and how um, worthless I was. Okay, okay. Because I remember, so food was my thing as well. And it probably started in probably the original seeds probably also started in grade Mm -hmm. school. Um, And I remember watching my uncles 
going to whatever, you know, Burger King or whatever it was, and they would order uh, two Whoppers and fries and a huge Coke. And because I was only in grade school, I could only have one, you know, and one fry. And if so there's this idea that a real man, mm. you know, can eat a certain amount of food. And, and I looked up to these guys. Um, you know, they were obviously, you know, 15, 20 years older than me. Um, but I, and I looked up to them and I, you know, probably as, mo- as much as I could at that time aspire to want to be like them. Um, that, I think, was the beginning of, of that piece. And there was also the uh, time period I remember that I was helping my aunt out and ironing. You know, and you go, how do you do that? And, and then my uncle looked over at me and said, why are you doing women's work? Mm. Why are you doing why are you doing girls work? Yeah. And I was like, there was that shame that you talked about, yeah. that message. And so even though in that case it had nothing to do with food, but there was this definite masco this the starting place with masculinity. Mm-hmm. And then in um, and then it really took a whole different turn when I was in middle school um, when um, started you know started working out and because um, I think I was about eleven going into seventh grade and um, started working out and when I went for wrestling that was the first time that you dieted to get to a lower weight class right and I also was the first time that I saw someone in person that um, had a six pack. Mm. And um, and I no longer wanted to be like my uncles who may have been overweight. Now I <laughs> sure. wanted to look like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that along with recognizing the rewards that came from um, working out mm-hmm. and um, the acknowledgement, not only athletically, but then socially. Yeah. That began, began a whole track that, um, you know, obviously – got huge during you know when I was bodybuilding and stuff so so how would you say now you know like because when I was asking about the food because you know I know for me food was uh, the socially acceptable one Mm. um, where in our home alcohol wasn't necessarily um, or the abuse of alcohol wasn't socially acceptable Uh, drugs were weren't even weren't even acknowledged I mean that was completely um, something that wasn't socially acceptable but Alcohol or um, food, I mean, was um, was socially acceptable, and and so you would get that feeling, that dopamine rush. You'd get that comfort from it, let alone the socialization of it. Um, how would you say now? Fast forwarding, right? So that's a part of it, and and I and similar to myself, you've gone through vast, you know, uh, changes in diet, and 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 but like any time there when there's a diet, um, there's also going to be a time when you're not dieting. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember going through those cycles of when you get off the diet, then you just kind of lose your mind. Yeah. At least I did. I lost oh, my yeah. mind because the fear of having to deprive again mm-hmm. was um, would cause me to then binge even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that restrict and binge cycle mm-hmm. is what ruled me yeah. for so long. Um, and, and, you know, hundreds of of pounds at a time. Mm-hmm. So how long was the restriction going to last this time? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a day. Mm-hmm. Maybe that day I woke up and I'm like, I'm not going to eat much today. And then by the end of the night, I couldn't take it anymore. And I would eat for four hours straight. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the restriction would last a whole week and I would eat my boiled chicken and mm-hmm. my steamed broccoli until I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so I never really found true, um, what I felt at the time, control over food until my parents introduced me to a drug. I I shouldn't say my parents. The doctors Mm -hmm. introduced me to a fix, Mm -hmm. which at the time on the market was Fenfen. Sure. Fenfen was an amazing, magical thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden I wasn't obsessed about food. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I had this amazing energy that mm-hmm. made me feel like I could conquer anything. Sure. Yeah. And so with that, I was like, this is this is what I needed. I just need to, you know, not think about food. But what I didn't know is this was going to start me on a whole trajectory, mm-hmm. a path of being addicted to stimulants Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. were going to give me this false confidence and this false control and Mm -hmm. this false um, Mm self-control over over the power food had over me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i and i know for me that the beginning of that um the food was one thing and it sort of ends up being um more than just fuel because it was really ended up being more about appearance more about mm-hmm. image and then absolutely and that idea of image is so subjective anyways because mm-hmm. um, it just depends on um, who the eye of the beholder is right it, it has nothing you know to do with me I mean I, I remember when I was bodybuilding and um, my wife Diane knew me at that time she had actually gone to a couple shows because of friends of mine she, you know she she had ended up being there but years later when we were talking um, she goes, you know, you look better now than you ever did when you were competing. And and that was such a foreign thing um, for me to understand because mm-hmm. um, I was thinking that this was how, this was the ideal when I, when I was competing. And in reality, um, it, it, it was an activity, it was a time period. Um, and, uh, and then later on, you know, some of the complications that came with that, um, injuries and different things like, uh, different, different things like that because of neglect, uh, or imbalances that, that happened. And I'm still dealing with some of those, um, today, but yeah. how, how now, um, you know, obviously you've come a long ways. You've, you, I know you, uh, a few years ago, you, you were sick and, mm-hmm. and that was a major turn. Yeah. Um, but tell me, tell me, tell us a little bit about um, not just what you've had to do n- nutritionally and change things nutritionally, but what things have you had to do then also from from inside, from a from a spiritual standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, because it isn't education, right. it's not more intellect. Um, because as we both know, we can know a ton of information. Mm-hmm. But at two o'clock in the morning, when I'm going downstairs to, to to grab something in the darkness of the night, and that has nothing to do with intellect. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that, you know, um, and my willpower is less at two a.m. Uh, <laughs> than it is at two p.m. Um, right. And so, what what for you has been? If if there was a, a shift, or if there was, and maybe that came from hitting him hitting some kind of bottom, um, that may have happened. But if there has been a, this a spiritual or emotional shift toward looking at it, when what what has that been? If you look back on where you were at 10, 10 years ago, yeah, I I would say that it all comes down to two words. Okay, and that would be control and surrender. Okay, um, you know expectation is premeditative resentment. Okay. 
And when we expect our lives to turn out in a, situ- in a certain way, and we work and we work and we push and we push that this is how life is supposed to work out, that sets us up to resent our lives. If I push and I push my body to, to get this because I'm expecting it to get this result and it doesn't, I'm resentful against my body. I'm resentful against the life that I have that it shouldn't have worked out this way because it wasn't my expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think where the 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 turn because the truth is per or transformation is progression, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We think there's like this fictitious place of arrival. Right. Like once I get here, then I will be good. Right, right. Or then I will be, you know, right. oh, whatever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. The angels will sing. But it's it's progressive. Mm-hmm. And so what I knew 10 years ago, I thought that was my transformation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And only to learn in my wisdom now that transformation is perpetual, Mm -hmm. that it just keeps going and evolving. And it's, you know, choosing growth outside of comfort. It's choosing awareness outside of of numbing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So surrender in the way that this life is, I am pushing and pushing and working and working and things aren't working out Mm-hmm. the way that I'm I'm struggling to get them mm-hmm. to work out. And if I believe that um, that I'm in control, at the end of the day, I'm mm-hmm. to blame for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But where where the main part came in is that um, God is God and I am not. Okay. And so right now in this place, I have a decision to make. Do I keep on grinding and keep on doing what I feel like is the expectation of my life or take a step back and I surrender mm-hmm. and I let life kind of unfold? Life, meaning my, my, my body, mm-hmm. my success level, my um, status, my position, all of these different things that were um, in the sidelines almost false idols to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So it's... Sounds like I mean because I know from what you told me, you know, just years ago, um, growing up, you came from a pretty conservative um, uh, household, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 church and was kind of um, very, a lot of rules mm-hmm. and some and some regiment with that. How has um, so it's similar to what you were just talking about with building up this idea of these expectations to be a certain way and then all will be good. Right. And, and then it becomes an emptiness or resentment. Mm-hmm. How has, for you, your concept of God, how has that changed? Yeah. So growing up in a religious household, um, it was actually Mormon and Catholic. Okay. Talk, very dysfunctional. And then my mom was also New Age depending on the day. So she'd read tarot cards here or there, or, and we'd go to church over here and following these rules. So really looking back, my, my mom was on a journey of her own and sure. kind of tugged us around with that. So very, um, very um, confused about, you know, who is God? Okay. Um, all I knew is what I felt okay. um, when I was in certain places. Um, the, the confines of church of um, who who we as humans like to make God within the church mm-hmm. um, didn't work for me. Okay. Um, it made it 
too formulized mm-hmm. that this plus this plus this equals this. Mm-hmm. And that, that didn't work with the way I'm wired. Mm-hmm. So who a big part of my discovery in faith was that God never said anywhere that he has to fit in that box. That I can I can surrender and follow Jesus without having to do this plus this plus this. Mm-hmm. That that can look different for me. Okay. So where do I connect with God? I connect with God in nature. Mm-hmm. I connect with God in, in worship, in song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I digress here because um, that could be a whole other conversation sure, right. within yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, but it's relationship. Yeah. It's relationship, okay. relationship. And I know so many religious people that miss the relationship mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. And that is the knowing, yeah. the intimacy. What's the word intimacy? It means into me you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God sees into me, mm-hmm. and I see into him. Mm-hmm. And there's an amazing chemistry and an mm-hmm. intimacy that comes with the relationship of God in my life. Mm-hmm. And the, and the reason why I ask that is because it, it sounds almost like there's this parallel between how you became more and more um, informed and educated about food and how you can utilize food, how you can utilize exercise, right? Mm-hmm. And so it became almost like a religion. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. then And then there was, especially in certain conservative uh, churches uh, um, can have this formula. If you do A, B, and C, mm-hmm. this is the outcome. Right, and you act a certain way, and but very similar to how it can be with um, restricting, um, as you were talking about with food. Then there's this stuff that happens behind closed doors. There's stuff that happens when no one's watching, that may not necessarily be the same um, look that you have in your face um, when you're around people, right, or at church or wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. So um, I know for me that was a big part of um, I one of the things that I learned early on that I could do well was discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's upsides and downsides of that. I would rather have uh, you know discipline than not, but then how do you how do you do the opposite? How do you ever let go? Mm-hmm. How do you ever relax? you know and um, and so that was something that, you know, I had to had to learn mm-hmm. and continue to learn, mm-hmm. um, and probably don't do still don't do as well as that as um, as I I will in the future um, as I continue um, continue to work on on that piece of it. Yeah. But so good when you were talking about that idea of seeing food differently, seeing yourself differently, because food is just is just a thing, right? I mean, yeah. it's just um, no different than alcohol or drugs or gambling or sex or whatever it may be to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. But it was more about appearance. It was more about that beauty. And then mm-hmm. what was that about? That you know. And yeah. I think sometimes we do the same thing or can do the same thing with re- with religion. Is that that I'm looking to get something from that? Um, Am I trying to get God's approval or am I trying to get people's approval? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to get God and people's approval? But at some point, um, I know for me, that was, a cr- uh, I, I, I crossed that path. And I know that wasn't how it originally started for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember experiencing God long before um, I ever knew um, any any other story 
you know what the rules were mm-hmm. um it, because it just made it just felt right and it was out in nature um mm-hmm. and the stories made the stories made sense and mm-hmm. it just it was like yeah I, I yeah. yeah i didn't question it it was only later that then the exclusion of other people, the exclusion of other activities that mm-hmm. that started complicating things and not really making sense. So, yeah. And I know that we all have certain things that are 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 tripping points, right? That that they bring up fear for us. You know, for one person, it may it may be appearance, right? It, it may be identity that's wrapped up into my appearance. Yeah. Someone else, it may be financial security, or it may be um, again similar to status or. Or, or that, and at some point, we we hit this crossroads. That's that's where we we talk about it brings us to our bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And I know, I mean, I don't know a ton about what happened when you got sick, um, the most recent time when you got sick. Um, but what would you say that from a from a from that element, from an emotional spiritual standpoint, not just an educational standpoint, you mm-hmm. know, but more from an emotional spiritual standpoint, or maybe you can tell us just a little bit about what happened, and then and then what what did you what did you pull out of that from a from an emotional spiritual standpoint? Yeah, so all of these years, right? We know that the outcome of of consistency over time mm-hmm. is what wins. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm doing this thing and living this way consistently over time, that's going to be kind of the outcome. So consistency over time, you know, very unhealthy relationship with food, very unhealthy relationship with identity, vanity, um, unhealthy relationship with comparison and being Mm -hmm. of good enough um, will end up leading you to a place. And that place, a lot of times people refer to as a midlife crisis Mm -hmm. or um, rock bottom and mm-hmm. and your rock bottom before this happened I felt like I had already had a rock bottom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't that yeah. funny um, but it's it's different for everyone and it's different for every story the way it plays out but where it brought me was that this idea within myself that I am what I appear to be mm-hmm. we can say vanity mm-hmm. I, I am um, liked or not liked based on my appearance mm-hmm. um, is no longer working mm-hmm. for me. Right. My body is failing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it basically, and, and it had been progressive. You know, type two diabetes when I was eighteen went away for a while. Came back. Autoimmune diseases, lupus and Hashimoto's, mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of hormonal things mm-hmm. because of the up and down mm-hmm. of everything. Restriction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus the you know the stimulants and the yeah. you know the all of the things that we do in that mm-hmm. world yeah. to our bodies to get them to submit. Yeah. Um, and all of that had kind of come to a a tipping point. Okay. Where it had to come down to. Um, and I, I shared this recently that it health always was an image, mm-hmm. and I may have looked the image, mm-hmm. but I I wasn't healthy, mm-hmm. and so I was fake. Mm-hmm. I felt like such a hypocrite that I am I'm looking the part, and what kept me there was comparison. Mm-hmm. I took the stick of comparison all of the time. 
as a nutritionist and I would break it over my leg and I would either stab other people with it or stab myself with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. That, oh, if I don't look the part, then nobody's going to going to listen to what I have to say or think what I have to say as a nutritionist is valid. Mm-hmm. And so all of that had to be to be put aside mm-hmm. because now I was sick. I was gaining weight at a rapid rate. I wasn't even able to stay awake for more than eight hours at a time, mm-hmm. um, let alone being exhausted. So it came down to me getting rid of everything that I had learned within myself and unlearn Mm-hmm. All of the diet culture, all of the false beliefs even about nutrition, mm-hmm. um, all of the false beliefs about my identity, about who I was, about why I was good enough, and start all over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally start over. Okay. And, and when you – so at that point, because um, what, what you just said reminded me when I was – one of my very first times of hitting a – hitting, being in that, um, uh, into that dark night of the soul mm-hmm. was, um, and I remember what was, what was crashing for me was this idea that if I stopped this bodybuilding, who would I be? Right. Um, you know, who would, who would I be? And the mm-hmm. fear was that this was my identity Yeah. and, and, and I have no clue. So I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and so <clears throat> this idea of, um, and so that was my thing. I, it was my identity was wrapped. This was in a, it was wasn't an activity, but it was an identity. And and so for you, um, which was false, right? Mm-hmm. It was maybe what I did, and maybe how people knew me. But my labeling it as being my identity that was on Kevin, mm-hmm. you know. And and so so similar. I'm hearing you say that being wrapped up, looking a certain way and, and then making that your story, mm-hmm. um, then it comes, it wasn't working. Yeah. Well, well, it wasn't working because there wasn't, there wasn't integrity in it because True. W- what you were portraying and what you were doing mm-hmm. were not exactly the same thing. Um, you were still yo-yoing. It just, you, you just had another false and the falseness of it. Yeah. So how, What's different now? Tell us, tell us a little bit about what's, what, how are you on a day-to-day basis? Because it, if you're like me, it just because, um, uh, just, just, I, I remember doing it, I recreated it again. I, my identity ended up being the counseling agency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got too wrapped up in that. And, and I couldn't separate myself. And there was these key words of, um, that I now look back and go, whenever I say have to, should, mm. supposed to, can't, those are trigger words for me that, oh, Kevin, you might be getting too close here. You, you might be, this might be getting all confused again, and you're hanging on too, too tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, because what, what do you mean can't, have to? Yeah. Uh, since, and um, because I teach that there's always minimally a third, th- three choices, right? And and mm-hmm. but when I'm saying to myself, there's only two choices, this or that, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm slipping. Yeah. And so, and I just because I know that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't, it doesn't happen, right? And mm-hmm. um, so, what, where are you at now with? With this, I mean, obviously, you're doing different things as far as nutritionally, but again, that could fall into a, a, a pattern of just being another 
lifestyle change. But mm-hmm. what's going on inside with Crystal so that she can stay within the lines um, for Crystal? Yeah. What, what, things, what things do you do to stay between the lines for you um, besides just an, a, a different form of regimen? Yeah. So um, remembering that, you know, the, the quote, the pain of change has to be less than the pain of remaining the same. Right. Right. So remaining the same was so painful for me. Mm-hmm. I may have appeared different, mm-hmm. but I was still the same. Mm-hmm. Nu- becoming a nutritionist just perpetuated the psychological and the identity that was tied to image. It really did. Right. Um, I went into it to find freedom, mm-hmm. and I, I ended up walking down a path where it just bound me up even tighter. Mm-hmm. So what do I do now? Surrender is a daily choice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a daily choice. And that's what transformation really is, is a practice, mm-hmm. right? What? How do I perceive things? How do I perceive who I am? Mm-hmm. How do I um, step out and I, I do something and I focus on the good of each day instead of focus on the lack or focus on the, the negative? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's um, each day, what what's going on inside of me? What do I need? And I know that could probably sound very selfish, but do today do I need rest? Mm-hmm. Do I need um, to push? Do mm-hmm. I what is it that I need so that I can remain true to myself and I can I can stand on this platform of true health? Mm-hmm. Because if not, um, you know, our culture is so it, we're so inundated with comparison mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I don't scroll through Instagram and look at everybody's things. Mm-hmm. I keep myself protected of, of those things mm-hmm. that I put out to, you know, people what I feel like is inside of me, but I don't receive everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. boundaries, boundaries are very different now. I had to set some, not rules, but boundaries. Mm-hmm. What are the boundaries that keep making me sick, mm-hmm. either mentally, emotionally, or physically? Mm-hmm. And I need to stay within those boundaries because I'm worth it, mm-hmm. because I'm made for more than than being over here and struggling. Mm-hmm. So what are those things? So staying within those boundaries of health and each day surrendering to, to what God has mm-hmm. for my life mm-hmm. and for me without me being God over my life. Sure. You know, something you just said that kind of just remind or put into, remind me of something that I do now of, of trying to ask myself um, if I'm going to do something um, w- instead of just doing it, instead of just you know doing it because this is what I've always done mm-hmm. um, or this is what I've, uh, this is the pattern of mine. Do I need to do it this way? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the reason I think I need to do it this way? Mm, um, is that is is that coming from some other agenda? Is that coming from some other thing? Mm-hmm. Is that one of those have tos? Or is it, well, no, I need to go down, I, I'm going down this path because that's what's, I'm curious, what's what's that gonna lead lead to? Um, yeah, what is my why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's, um, so and being able to just, have the have the freedom. I remember a, a couple years ago, I went on a sabbatical, and um, it was sabbatical from counseling. I was still doing some work and stuff like that. But I remember um, 
that I went out for, and I didn't, so I didn't have any structure to my day. So that was the first time since, like, I don't, I didn't know when, right? Uh, what do I do? Yeah, and so um, I would, I would go and I, I would go to the office and I would meditate for two, three hours at a time, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that I didn't want to just busy myself um, but it was really about trying to reflect trying to um, uh, explore and and be open from a from an emotional and spiritual standpoint and then if there was something then I would go and that I was curious about I would go and explore what that was mm-hmm. and I was I was out at a local forest preserve and I was just walking and um, I noticed that like okay I'm gonna go this way and, and I was just going off the path, just going wherever. And there was a trigger that happened. I remember one time when I was a grade sc- in grade school with my mom and my aunt, and we were out at one, some local park, and we got lost. Mm-hmm. And I remember at least thinking that they were scared. So I was scared because they were scared um, yeah. that we had gotten lost. Now, I don't know how much we could have got lost. It was a park that was in the middle of the city, <laughs> but I, you know, but but as a little kid, there there was that feeling, and I remember after that not ever going off the path mm. um, when I'd go hiking, regardless of where it was at, regardless of if I was in Colorado or South Dakota or wherever I was at, I wouldn't go off the path. Well, this day, I found myself going off the path, and saying it was going to be, it'll be okay. Yeah. I was being triggered. Yeah. You're not on the path. There may be something bad could happen. Mm. And that other part of me was like, it'll be okay. Yeah. And just explored. And I think for me, metaphorically, uh, that experience, right, that, yeah. that was really how I try to reflect back on that. That's how I need to do more my life that way like it was with that hike, um, because I can follow rules. I can be disciplined. Mm. I can <laughs> I can restrict or I can push. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that part's easy. Um, the part of um, being able to follow that spirit or follow that path or follow that curiosity or, or follow that curiosity that there is no path, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what I was hearing you starting to say a little bit of of how to be able to give yourself permission to do that and it'll be okay um it'll be okay yeah yeah and a big part of that was that you know my um my security is not in my identity Mm -hmm. my security is not um it's it's found through my insecurity Mm -hmm. so what is my security Mm -hmm. And going back to that foundation, what is my true security? Right. You know, I, I used to always say, embrace the journey, embrace mm-hmm. the journey. And for myself, I had to shift that to embrace the adventure. Mm-hmm. Embrace the adventure. Right. Because the journey had always had this idea within within my mind that the, the journey is, I, I'm setting the journey. Mm-hmm. That's me. But if I'm embracing an adventure... I have no idea right. where I'm headed right. or what's going to happen. And I'm married to somebody who's very structured, mm-hmm. analytical thinker, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even, you know, for him, you know, that, hey, reminding each other, hey, we're just on this thing. Yeah. We're just in this adventure. Yeah. Let's go off the path. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That There's such yeah. a message in that. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I know that with food is one of those things that because it's, 
part of what we have to do on a daily basis and then mm-hmm. and getting get triggered to wrap food into that part of appearance mm-hmm. and and so there's always going to be triggers i mean yeah. i know for me there's always going to be based upon the time of the year or whatever it may mm-hmm. be um and so i would love to have you come back on at, at some time in the future um just because you'll be farther down your adventure and uh and i'd love to hear where you're at crystal if there was anything that you would want as we get ready to wrap up today if there was anything that you'd want to share with uh anybody um about um that you've learned so far um what would you want to share um just one you know like a parting thing that you'd want to share with with the the people that are listening yeah gosh that's a big question um one thing we probably be to allow ourselves, give ourselves permission to be aware Mm -hmm. and to be aware without judgment, without guilt, without shame, but just to be aware, Mm -hmm. aware of what I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. aware of my desires, aware of my likes and my dislikes, Mm -hmm. aware of what is, what is good to me, Mm -hmm. but give ourselves permission to do that. It's almost like sometimes we, even as adults, we need to hear permission. We need mm-hmm. to hear somebody give us permission. Sure. Yeah. So if I can give any any of your listeners something, mm-hmm. it would be permission, a yeah. permission slip. Yeah, yeah. I um that that definitely resonates with me because that's when I was thinking when you were just saying that I was thinking that I had to give myself permission that it was okay not to be on the path. Mm-hmm. That it was just yeah. I had to give myself permission uh, and be aware of just to be curious and just explore so crystal thank you very much for being here i appreciate it i always enjoy the time we get to spend together and always learn something from me so 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 fast so thank you very much for being here and um, thank you for uh joining us and uh, this will be wrapping up this episode of the journey and uh, please join us uh, next week as well thank you so good that flew by in a minute great